can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Jo. (laughs) Jo's like, start recording. She just yelled at me. I've got an update. I've got an update. What is it? Okay. So one of our listeners, Mary, she'll, she'll be listening right now. I told you about how she messaged me in like September, October about her setting me up with her son. Oh my God. Yes. She listened and then she sent me another message on Facebook and she said, yeah. she's such a good sport. Like I could totally, Bless her. I could envision her as my mother-in-law. Anyway, yeah. she said, I laughed when I heard you mention my message on your podcast. Uh, Mary, I'm so sorry I'm doing this again to you. She said her son's happy for her to pass on his number. And so I, I was like, well, I'm not going to message some one completely random. So I started um I added him on Instagram. She just gave him such yes. a rave review that I just As every mum would. As every mum would, but I just thought he <laughs> a little bit biased. It sounds really nice from what she's saying. Yeah. Anyway, I just I followed him and he followed me back. And I said, Your oh. mum is I said, Your mum is very funny. And he said, How do you guys know each other? <laughs> She didn't tell him. He's got no idea he's the star of a podcast. <laughs> no, and I said, I said she listens to the podcast and she he did say, Oh yeah, he, she gave me a heads up. She said you're very funny. And I'm like, I don't want her to I don't want him to think I'm funny because I'm not funny on dates. I'm only funny when I'm around you. <laughs> so I'll have to come. You'll have to come and we can just put on a performance for him. <laughs> Mary, Mary, you can come too. <laughs> he was a bit, I think he was getting a bit nervous, like what did she say? And I yeah. and I said, I loved her message. She's like a saleswoman. <laughs> anyway, we are going on a date. If this ends up being your soulmate, I just will not believe it. <laughs> well, I was going to actually just say that if you haven't listened to the episode of everyone, Joe and I were guests on Everyone Has an Ex with Georgia Love. Mm. So if you're interested in hearing more about beauty and dating because you don't get enough of it here definitely go and listen to those two bonus episodes because yeah and I did my top tips for um trying to hide that you've been crying so that might be helpful for some someone sent me a hinge profile that they saw Jackson is his name gorgeous and I love it he says I have a Dyson stick vacuum and a skincare routine. Oh, so you know that I've got my shit together. What platform's he on? I'm gonna have to find. He's him. on Hinge, but he's in Queensland. Hi, Jackson. Ah, oh, damn it! I have to ex- expand my radius. <laughs> I had I had someone else message mess, send me a screenshot from someone she's been chatting to, and he. Uh, we're gonna have to beep out the name of the cleanser because you're gonna probably yeah. have quite a. A strong reaction to this. Oh no. oh no, you already know what it's going to be. I don't know how they start talking about skincare routines, but this seems to be a very popular topic of conversation on dating apps. So he says, I start by applying SPF 50 plus every morning, followed by roasting myself in the sun for most of the day, which not that's not good. <sighs> then after work, I wash my face with skin cleanser. <laughs> 
<laughs> Beat that out, Matthew. Before applying QV intensive moisturizer all over before bed. Sounds pretty impressive, I know, but after 27 years of blatant neglect, I'm starting from a long way back. I mean, that doesn't sound, oh. sorry, that doesn't sound slightly impressive. Oh, you're still a long way back. I mean, look, good on him for applying the SPF 50. That was a start. But Why is he baking himself? No. With my fair skin. Oh, my God. He's got fair skin. Look, at least he's wearing SPF 50. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, but that's where it ends. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually experienced a beautiful act of kindness the other night, and I just wanted to share it because it was just so nice. And I thought, we need to do this more often to each other as women So I was walking across the road in the city the other night, minding my own business, and I hear, I'm like walking in front of this car over like a crossing, and I hear, excuse me, out the window of a car. I turn around and I'm like walking directly in front of this car. A girl is like halfway out her window. She's in the car by herself, and she just goes, I love your hair. And I just thought, that's so nice. (laughs) Like... She was by herself as well. So she just felt like telling me that out of the goodness of her heart. And I just thought that was so kind. And we should give each other compliments more. We should. That's really lovely. We are. Yeah. So I just want to encourage everybody, give someone one compliment a day. If you see someone walking down the street, you like what they're wearing, tell them because it'll probably make their week. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was off topic. So what's on today's episode? Um... Well, I'll do. What's on today? Uh, there's too much going on. I'll ask you. What's on today's episode? <laughs> so on today's episode, we're, um, we've got some input from Dr. Michelle Rodriguez from Chromodermatology on darkened skin under the arms, which also pops up in other areas as well. But this was something that was highly requested and it has been several times. So we're going to cover it in our cringy combo. And then we're also talking to cosmetic acupuncturist, Dr. Abby from Zhong Center. And we're doing our products we didn't know we needed. Now, I haven't personally ever experienced this, but I know exactly what people are talking about. It's it's that darkened skin that pops up under your arm, but also often happens around the groin area. Have you ever experienced this yourself, Hannah? No, I don't think so. I was going to ask you because my my big toes just underneath my nail has some darkened skin. Is this okay. what we're talking about? I don't believe so, but <laughs> go on. Okay. <laughs> it can come from tinea though, so. No, it's like it it's, could. it's just slightly darkened. And when I read friction, I thought maybe that's friction from my sandals. Oh, yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out, but yeah. Keep going. Well, so this most commonly happens in those with skin of colour, so Indian skin or African skin it's most common in. Um, So I asked Dr. Michelle Rodriguez, um, she's been on a previous episode of the podcast, she did the one with us about lasers, and I asked her to share some insights into why this happens. So I asked her what causes the darkening of the skin in these areas, and she said mostly it's genetic or from friction or rubbing. So it can be from shaving, waxing, um, post-inflammatory, so it can be from rash like eczema or psoriasis or, as I said, tinea. Mm-hmm. And it can also be from a condition that's called acanthosis nigricans, and that's caused by insulin resistance and diabetes most commonly. So it can also be caused by polycystic ovarian syndrome and medications as well. So there's quite a few different things that can cause this issue, but there are some ways that it can be treated, but it is best to go and see your doctor or dermatologist for a diagnosis and targeted treatment. Obviously, we usually say that if it's medical related. If it is the acanthosis 
nigricans, which is, I think, how you say it. There are a few different ways that you can improve it with the advice of your doctor. So I would recommend um, going to see them if you're concerned about it. And if there's any underlying eczema or psoriasis or tinea, then you need to treat that first so that you can get on top of the post-inflammatory pigment that's left behind. Um, So then you can look at things like hydroquinone, niacinamide and tretinoin to help as well, which is a vitamin A. So a lot of people um, also... I think we'll be wondering about home remedies and may have already looked this up if they experience this issue. But she said to stay away from lemon juice and lime juice. Apparently that is on the internet as a home remedy. Mm. So definitely don't do that because they can cause allergy and irritation. And I would say that under any circumstances, avoid any of those at home remedies for pretty much anything. I would say (laughs) just stick to something that's been professionally formulated for what you're trying to treat. But honey, you said that your toe, did you say your toe or your nail? Should I, should I send you a quick pic? Yeah, send me a photo. Yeah, okay. Because um, Dr. Rodriguez said it also can affect the elbows, knees and nails. I cannot send you a photo of my toe right now. It's just got... Why? It's got mm. like little, it's got hair and it's got fungus. Oh, who am I going to show? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. I love that you've cut your nail out, but I can kind of still see some of the fungus. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's actually not – That's it's actually not fungus. It's actually um, – remember when I pulled off the shellac? Oh, yes. I did yeah, that about two months ago and my toenail still hasn't grown back. Like, so it looks mangled. Really? Yeah. Don't ever do that. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. You'd have to go and see a dermatologist, I think, Hannah. I'm not qualified to um, – diagnose you but if the darkening of the skin under your arms or in the groin area is bothering you go and see your dermatologist because they can provide the best possible advice but we just wanted to give you kind of a rundown because it has been something that's come up quite a few times in the requests box when I've put it up on my stories so I thought we'd just cover it off and then if anyone asks I could send them to this episode. So in a Q&A, I was asked if I'd ever tried cosmetic acupuncture and I thought that was a very interesting question and I decided it was something that I wanted to try for the podcast. So I went on a little bit of a hunt for a cosmetic acupuncturist and I came across Dr. Abby from Zhong Center and I went in there, I had the cosmetic acupuncture and now she joins us today to talk about it. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. I actually wanted to start because... I was just going to jump straight into asking about acupuncture, but I, when I came to see you, we spoke a lot about Chinese medicine. And I think this kind of alternative view of medicine is really, really interesting to people that are used to just, you know, seeing a regular GP and stuff like that. I found it really interesting. Can you explain in like basic terms how Chinese medicine works? Well, the thing is, is we're another medicine, we're another modality. So in Australia, we're heavily regulated. So we are practicing level as a GP or a dentist. So we're our own medicine. It's one of the uh, original traditional medicines. It's over 4,000 years old. So the way Chinese medicine views health is always in comprehension with the season that you live in, the topography of where you are, what grows in the ground around you, what the weather pattern would be doing, what the astronomy is at that point. So we're also very vigilant of where the lunar calendar is, where the moon is, and how that would affect your internal environment. And as I explained to you and nearly everybody on their appointment, that um, we cannot differentiate between mental health, emotional health, 
organ health, system health, relationships between these organs within the body, muscle pain, and how sometimes uh, the soul or the expression of self, we can't separate any of those items from any imbalance. And so if, for example, quite often Western medicine is um, very secular, they like to dissect what the problem is and really work on a solution orientated for that problem and not necessarily how the evolution of that imbalance occurred so chinese medicine we look at okay so you have a sore elbow right that that runs through maybe six different channels have you either had a trauma on the on the elbow has it come from something internal is there a deficiency in your diet is there overwork in your exercise is there an emotional misbalance that's also reflecting on say the the large intestine channel that goes through that so we're always looking at more than just what's presenting as a as a problem chinese medicine especially is all about maintaining wellness and looking after your homeostasis rather than coming when you're necessarily at the bottom of the hill and that's the difference between i feel western medicine and eastern medicine or chinese medicine yeah does that kind of give enough of a background of how we see chinese medicine definitely so can we talk about acupuncture in general not just the cosmetic side of it but acupuncture in general what is it meant to do so acupuncture the practice of inserting tiny filament single-use sterile stainless steel needles into different specific acupoints on different anatomy within the body to stimulate dirty in order to elicit a response of your nervous system to re-regulate your body's own homeostasis. So basic, basic, put a needle in, stimulate the chi, and the body will get excited and remember in that spot, oh, immune system needs to be stimulated here. I need to create a little bit of either white blood cells or a nerve response or a chemical response to reinvigorate myself to balance myself. So we encourage the body's own chemical and immuno response to therefore create momentum to balance the body itself. So that's why you'll talk to a, a Chinese medicine acupuncturist say one appointment isn't enough. It will begin the process. It's much like going to the gym once. You're not going to get the dream body. You have to build a bit of momentum and, and encourage the body to go in that in that form. So it's all about my favorite buzzword, homeostasis. So it's different to dry needling. In Australia, we call it dry needling when the physiotherapist or chiropractor uh, inserts a needle to a trigger point to create a muscle spasm to release the muscle in order to release your injury. Chinese medicine acupuncture is very different. So when we insert an acupuncture point, it's part of a prescription looking at the landscape of your tongue and the picture and the deficiencies and nutritional qualities of the tongue. And then we take it in conjunction with reading your pulse, which is different to your your uh, radial artery pulse. And it's different to taking your heart rate. We're actually reading organs in relation to their relationships to each other. And then we write the prescription of where we're going to put points to balance these relationships of the organs so that you have your best balance with what you have within you. So every time we use a point or every time we're going to do an acupuncture point, I would have to be able to justify at least four to five reasons for putting that one point in in relation to your constitution, which is what makes it a very special medicine because because we're not just looking at you hurt there, let's fix there. We're like, how did this piece come together and what other points are going to really help with the picture of who this human is in relation to how they're displaying dis-ease or disbalance? Hannah, I feel like you should go and um, have a consultation. I know. <laughs> I think I need this in my life. Well, you get migraines, Hannah, so maybe you should consider yeah, it. Yeah. Well, are there Chinese remedies for, for migraines? 
Yeah, heaps. We're actually really good for migraines, especially if people are pregnant okay. and they can't take painkillers. So there's different types of migraines in Chinese medicine, and I'm just going to run through a couple of generic ones because they are a really common a form of migraines in Chinese medicine. We say it's excessive heat. There's too much heat in the head, um, which can because we have very uh, simplistic diagnoses. You can either have heat, damp, phlegm, cold, obstruction, stagnation, and that's pretty much everything that makes you sick. We think wind is the purveyor of all evils. So a migraine can be excessive heat. And so part of the reasons why we would say, hey, do a really hot foot bath is that it drains all the heat from the head down to the feet. From a physiological level, having a really hot foot bath with no distractions or interactions of any kind of media or electronics actually starts to regulate your nervous system. So it helps it relax to therefore co-regulate your blood pressure, your cortisol levels. That's part of it. Also, the point that I just pointed to you between your thumb and your finger is a really good one for helping with tension in the head. Migraines can also be uh, an inherited trait. Migraines can quite often be um, repressed emotions because you don't actually have necessarily in that point of time the um, understanding that you've been repressing emotions until it's in a physical setting so quite often these things build up until your body goes bang this is my final thing there are lots of things you can do with chinese medicine but a lot of it is training the body to not be quite so sensitive training the body into a state of safety training the body to regulate dropping its own cortisol so that you can be ahead of the game rather than behind the game so at the moment it sounds like you're treating migraines rather than preventing them Mm. So we did cosmetic acupuncture on me last week and I had lots of different needles in my face and I wanted you to go through the benefits of cosmetic acupuncture versus the regular acupuncture that we spoke about earlier. What could I expect to notice from my face after having that done? Things that you can expect from having the zhuzh treatment or the extra glow is definitely flushing of the lymphatic system in the face. So you get that kind of inexplicable kind of glow look over time we soften lines other things you can expect is because the circulation in your face is being enhanced a lot of my very pale complexion clients their faces actually go a little bit paler but an even tone oh that's not what i need (laughs) but it's changed it's weird it doesn't make it look like like you think when i talk about going paler that it makes them look like dead and drained Mm. it just looks really bright okay and even and this what i like most about what i do is the more you have this treatment the more you emanate from your face Mm -hmm. and i don't have an english word for this i don't i can't necessarily take photos of it but i do notice fact and fact of time that you exude from your face differently Mm -hmm. which isn't what you can really put into marketing or a bottle or a brush so yeah you will notice that your muscles start to tighten that fine lines start to disappear that you actually stop picking them apart in the first place the reason i'm in cosmetic acupuncture was to free up people's brains because once you get rid of one insecurity you have so much more room in your head to be thinking of creation and positive and looking after you know the world around you rather than hiding what you feel shit about and constantly ruminating on something negative were there any needle marks or anything in your forehead? So you might be able to see there's a little bruise still here. An eye bruise like a uh, peach. Yeah, I can see it. So I, anytime I have anything done, um, anytime I've had my lips yeah. or anything done, I'm bruised for at least a week. Like I know that I bruise quite yeah. ba- badly. But the best part was um, I had these ah, hickeys. Yes. 
I had these big hickeys on like either side of my neck. You looked like <laughs> you looked like someone had bitten into your like a vampire had given you a hickey. 100%. Yeah, my brother was like, "What is on your neck?" I was like, oh, "I had a big night. <laughs> <laughs> had a big afternoon. It was yeah. a great lunch day." Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of those hickeys on either side of my neck, that was from the glow shot treatment that you do with a gua sha tool at Zhong Center. Can you tell us what the benefits of gua sha are from your perspective and if we should try it at home? Because we get asked about gua sha a lot. I tend to do it on my face, but not quite as vigorously as you did on my neck. (laughs) Well, the reason I was super vigorous is Chinese medicine isn't actually always gentle. And if you've ever had a really good facial, you'll notice that the pressure isn't gentle. Like they're moving lymph. They're trying to get those muscles to let go, especially if they're doing any kind of lymph movement on your jaw or up around your temples. And when it comes to doing gua sha, which we call glow sha because it's giving you the glow, your face doesn't stop at your hairline. The muscles don't just suddenly stop at that hairline because that's all you can see. The muscles that hold up your eyebrows, the muscles that hold up your cheekbones, the muscles that hold up your mouth so that you don't get the preemptive jowling of your jaws and preemptive money bags, they don't stop at your cheeks. They actually go up behind your ears and the lymphatic system actually continues through the scalp, goes behind the ears and down your neck. If you want to create more collagen, you have to create a little bit of trauma stimulus, which is why we're vigorous, not painful. It's actually really enjoyable to have firm gua sha by someone else. It's like getting, when you get your hair washed and they give you that super firm grip of Vulcan death, like scratching in your head with their fingers, <laughs> like your eyes all roll into the back of your head. We all love it. So gua sha in our clinic similar to that. The reason for you, especially in that moment that we encourage sha, so gua sha literally translates to scraping mark. Sha is a mark. So sha in Chinese medicine, especially if you put a needle in and it has an aura of red or circulation beside it, we say it's a really good stimulus because the sha has come up. The body is showing you. It's it's bringing up, eliciting a response. So gua sha or glow sha, it's done as a pathogenic thing as well or a therapeutic tool. We would uh, scrape or gua sha the back of your neck or for an oncoming cough, cold, flu, migraine, neck pain. The marks from the needles were bruises because that was trauma, but the, the marks on your neck from the gua sha and the glow sha were actually pitchiate, so they're not blood trauma. It's just um, bursting off the vessels at the surface, so you would have noticed that they actually recover super fast in comparison to a bruise or anything else. Mm-hmm. They normally don't last more than two and a half days. Yep. So I would say if you're going to be gua sha-ing, like I've got a gua sha course on my website that tells people how to do it and explains the facial reading from a Chinese medicine perspective, riddled with swear words and Tinder jokes. But if you're going to do it on your own face, I'd recommend the pressure be at least what your handwriting is, at least. The main thing comes down to your self-comfort. If you're really not comfortable having those marks, push firm, but then when you see the red aura start – just push your gua sha to 35 degrees or even more down to 55 degrees. Because if you have it at 90 degrees while you're scraping, that's going to bring up the sha faster. So then you just make it flatter. So you're still getting the trauma response. You're still moving limp. You're still breaking down any knots in those muscles. You're still getting enough vigorous movement. So um, just finally, when patients come and see you for acupuncture, what are some of the, I guess, main concerns that they um, present with? Um, We have a huge amount of period misregulation. 
So painful periods, bloating before periods, breast distension and ovulation. Like lots of people just have really uncomfortable periods, which are common, but not normal. So as we're going through the cosmetic acupuncture process, we have to address your hormones at the same time because estrogen is a huge component in skin thickness and quality and vitality, as well as, you know, regulation of the fiber and elastin of the skin. So no matter where you are in your cycle, I have to know what day you're up to to make sure I can make you glow. So lots of people come with, I would say politely, f***ed up periods. Um, a lot of people come for themselves. Like they're just fucking exhausted with their families or their dynamics of work or what have you. And they're like, you know what? It's me time. I finally listened to you ranting enough. It's time to fill up my cup and I am allowed to look after myself. We get a lot of people come in with digestive issues. Like they might have just constant bloating and they don't know why. They think that constipation is normal. They don't know that there should be a poo every day. We got lots of men coming in for stress or acne, acne itself. And they're like, what, you know, adult onset acne. They're like, what the hell? I went on a Rakutane. Why has this come back? So we, they come for that. And a lot of people just come because they're stressed. Like right now, especially in Melbourne, I would say 70% of my clients are still dealing with stress from having been locked down last year. Mm. A lot of people with a lot of stress and because we can drop the cortisol in the appointment, um, lots of people come for stress. They've just, they have just been told that it can help. And at the very least, a nap's not going to hurt anyone. So mm. it's such an interesting medicine. So if you want to learn more about it, you can go and see Dr. Abby at Zhong Center in Melbourne. But if you can't get to Melbourne, the thing that I would say to look for, especially if you're in Australia or New Zealand, is look for a registered Chinese medicine practitioner. It's very different to seeing a physio who wants to put them in your face. We do mm -hmm. completely different things. So they need to be registered with APRA or they need to be registered with the New Zealand Board of Chinese Medicine. That's imperative. Great tip. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that wisdom on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for putting up with my bleeding. <laughs> So Hannah, remember how you were talking about your top serum of the year, even though we yes. are only in February, you mentioned the Skin Virtue, I think it's called the Line Filler Serum. Is that right? Uh, that's it. That's the one. So after I very kindly requested Skin Virtue to send me one so that I could try it as well, I've been using it for three nights in a row. Mm -hmm. And I did put it on my story because after I'd used it the first time, I thought, what is this wizardry? I told you. Why did I not know about it till now? Do you know what I was thinking the other day? I was like, I've been working in skincare. Like I, our bio says I'm beauty newbie. I'm sorry, I'm not a newbie anymore. I know my skincare <laughs> now and I take offense to be called, I, even though I, I call myself a beauty newbie. I, I'm really well, not edit anymore. It. You can edit it. But don't, don't you think? I know a lot about skincare now, but I, I reckon, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I reckon I could do an Instagram Q&A, like ask me a question like you do on skincare. Yes. And I reckon I could answer all the you questions. Could. And then I can just review them afterwards. I'll let you know if there's any You mistakes. can let me know. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, back to yeah. your product. Anyway, so I tried this on the first and I was like, mm, this has a nice texture. You know, that creamy kind of texture that we discussed, quite yep. similar to the ASAP DNA treatment. I liked the texture, went on really smoothly. I thought, hmm, this is quite nice. Woke up the next day and I was like, that honestly has made a difference to my skin. And then I used it the second night and I was like, this is really good. And then I used it the third night and I was like, where 
where has this been my whole life? Why haven't I been using this up until now? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of annoyed that it's such a small bottle and I think I'm going to go through it really quickly, especially if I start using it every night. But you can use it. I think I may have read on the back of the label that you can just use it on certain areas instead of your whole face. Like if you're wanting to treat specific lines or areas, you can just use it on there to save the product. So you can target it if you don't want to waste the whole product on your entire face. But yeah, wow. How did we not know about this earlier? Why didn't we try that earlier? Because Skin Virtue was like a new brand on the cosmeceutical category and I was looking through cosmeceuticals and I was like, I've never tried this brand before. So I actually emailed someone and said, can I please try this brand? And I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, meh. Anything that says instant line filler, like I'm just like, i got to try this. Anything that says like magic or miracle or like has really big promises linked to it, I'm always just like, eh, you know, I'm a bit sceptical about it. But this I was very, very impressed with. So I'm going to continue to use it um, and see if it continues to produce the same results. I've been feeling very glowy and plump. That's how I would describe my face currently. Anyway, that's mine. <laughs> What's yours? We do a Christmas raffle at a door. And so I got actually got the mermaid hair waver and because I was in Byron and, and traveling around for so long and I got home and I sort of looked through it and I was like, Meh. I just thought like it's it's such an Instagram thing. Like it's so big on yeah. Instagram. And I, I just was like, Meh, I've seen it everywhere, whatever. Anyway, I ended up being bored one afternoon. And I was like, I'll give it a go. And I legitimately left the house and both my sister and my mum were like, I want to buy it. It it really? actually, it brought back because whenever I go away to like humid climates, my hair gets really nice and like gets the curl yeah. back. As soon as I come back to Melbourne, it's gone again. And this actually, it kind of replicates that holiday wave that you get mm. when you're like traveling around humid destinations because it's not like that perfect curl like your curling yeah. wand would do. It's like kind of, it's not a crimp and it's not a curl. It's like somewhere in between. But I always use like an anti-frizz treatment product before I dry my hair, mm-hmm. before it dries. So my hair's my hair's amazing at the moment, honestly. I've ne- my hair's <laughs> never looked better. I actually thought that today when I was on that morning call with you. I was like, your hair looks really good, really shiny and healthy. I'm going to go, I'm actually going to do some stories today for Instagram about my hair care routine because I just think hair care routines are just as good as skincare routines. Yeah. And they work and they really work. And I think that we spend Mm. so much time on our skincare, we forget how much love our hair, especially if you've got dry, damaged, colored, treated hair, you you need to give your, your hair some love. So just to finish off with a little bit more dating discussion, apologies if people don't like it, but that's what we're doing. I was having a think the other day and I just was like some of the photos that these people put on their dating app profile Mm. are just very questionable. Like (laughs) I look at them and I just think what would compel you to choose that photo (laughs) to go on your profile? And I thought what what if Bumble and Hinge did like a collab with Uber Eats. You know how Uber Eats does all the photos for the restaurants? And so you could be ordering from like a pretty restaurant and not know it. Like it could be, you know, in the middle of like a plaza and look really dodgy as like a shop front and you probably would never walk in there on your lunch break. But when you order it on Uber Eats, it looks really good and the food looks amazing. So what if they did like a collab and 
all of these men who choose questionable photos for themselves can have like their photos taken for them or chosen for them so that they're representing them best their best selves. I think that's a great idea. I think the only thing I'll say is that I, because I delete my Hinge profile so often, <laughs> I find it really stressful choosing the right photos. I, I, I have like, I feel that I've got two personalities and I, I need to represent both. So I need to have yeah, like. I'd argue you have more than two. i think you should just pick out your most liked photos on instagram that makes it easy doesn't it well one of the most liked photos was that recent one where i've got a razor that has anus written on it in um oh okay in a black marker don't put that one in quite all right guys Uh. hope you enjoy see you next week thanks everyone for joining us today Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. 